0: You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Welcome, everyone. It is so good to be together again. This is a podcast that we uh, broadcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and as well on Facebook Live. We were uh, uploading this on our YouTube channel. We are no longer doing that. We're, instead, we're choosing to focus on Facebook Live. And so that's another place that you can find us under LCF Landmark. Welcome. It's so good to be together and trust that you are enjoying the weather that we're experiencing these days. So I want to I want to get into uh, a thought from Mark seven um, here today. We uh, this is on the heels of uh, our Sunday message. We are in a series called Presence Formation Witness, and we've been talking the last couple of weeks about how we were made for God's presence and how we are as His people to be pursuing His presence. And so this past Sunday, we looked at Exodus 33 and we looked at, um, what the events of Exodus 33, what they tell us about how we can pursue God's presence and what that involves. And one of those things that we talked about was repentance. When, uh, the people were faced with their sin and the Lord rebuked them, it says that they, they, in turn, they mourned and they sought the Lord. And so we talked a little bit about that. And I, I mentioned, uh, In my message, uh, I cited Mark 7, but didn't really uh, get into it all that much. And so I want to um, uh, sort of, again, to unpack this a little bit further about how pursuing God's presence involves repentance. uh, I want to unpack Mark 7 for us and this conversation that Jesus has between himself and the Pharisees. And what's so interesting and and sort of amusing in a way is that uh, the... Uh, account in Mark 7 starts off with uh, an issue of hand washing, which um, given what we're in right now, that's become quite the focus in our lives as well. And there's there's a real focus on cleanliness and on sanitization. And so we know all about right now washing our hands. And in the culture of the day that Jesus was in, um, there was also a big focus on hand washing. Hand washing. And the religious leaders they uh, would uh, they would ha- wash their hands a certain way um, and go through a certain protocol and process, if you will, and it showed that they were um, it, w- it was a way to make themselves clean ritually um, when it came to faith and their and their spiritual life before God and Jesus. They noticed that Jesus and his disciples they were not. Um, doing this. They were not walking as they said, according to the tradition of the elders. And so they were being accused of eating with defiled hands. And, and that was, you know, we might say, well, what's the big deal? It's just, you know, a little bit of hand washing, but it was a big deal because what it, what it showed to the religious leaders of the time was these guys are not getting in line uh, with what we believe. And, and in a way it was sort of like, um, if you had a group now or, or a few people that just uh, wanted to do things their own way and and didn't want to uh, to fit in with the norms of the religious leaders of the day. and so uh, they they came to Jesus and this this became this was obviously a very contentious issue. And Jesus says to them, he quotes from Isaiah and he says, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? So Jesus, again, just goes, you know, he, he doesn't mince words. And, and what he says, that would have in itself all of a sudden going, you're, you're quoting the prophet Isaiah at us and you're calling us hypocrites. I mean, that would have upped to the anti-affair bit here uh, with this exchange and, and with this confrontation. And he said this, he says, so he, he quotes Isaiah and he says, As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And this is a warning for us as well, because what Jesus is getting at is that at the crux of everything it's not about what we do it's not about the religious observances we go through it's not about the things we do to try and make ourselves look good or the things that we do to try and and prove ourselves before god and make ourselves in a way ritually clean before god it's not about that it's about the state of our heart and we talk a lot, we talk a lot in our culture and in our society about the heart. And so I want to uh, just look at what Jesus says here about the heart. Now, before we do that, um, Jesus says to them, you leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And so Jesus is putting before them, okay, you need to examine uh, what how you're living, that you are you're you're not worrying about ultimately the things that really matter to God, the commandments of God, and the things that matter to Him about where you're at, but you're actually really just holding more than anything. You're becoming very focused and hyper uh, f- focused and obsessed with the traditions of men, and so he gives them this example, which uh, in this day was was obviously another issue where he said, um, Moses said, honor your father and your mother, a clear commandment from the Lord, honor your father and your mother. And who, it says, and Jesus said, and whoever revile, reviles father or mother must surely die. That was the commandment of the Lord. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, whatever you would have gained from me is Corban. Now that it was a term that meant that is it's given to God then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. And so Jesus makes this point that, they had this this tradition that if a guy was supposed to take care of his father and his mother, and uh, he would have had to have have taken care of them, so you know his father and mother would have gained from what he was doing for them. If he had said to them, you know what, all of that that I'm supposed to do for you, I know I'm supposed to honor you, but if if all that, if I give that to God and in the service to God, if I if I'm committed to the service of God, then that that's void. That doesn't that doesn't. Uh, apply anymore I don't have to do that and so Jesus highlights this this tradition that was going on then then saying you're actually rejecting what God has clearly said about how we are supposed to handle the commitment to our father and our mother and he said and he used this as an example and said and many such things like this you do and we don't know what other things that um at least not here it's not not mentioned what Jesus is getting at Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him since it since it enters not his heart but his stomach and is expelled and then it says in brackets thus he declared all foods clean so what Jesus is saying is look any traditions about what you eat and what you're putting into yourself Uh, how you wash your hands, how you go about all these little traditions. And there was just an amazing amount of these in the culture. And there was these traditions that the Jewish people held to and the religious leaders, they they would put on the people and make sure you had to do all of these things. Jesus said, That's not what it's about. So it's not whether or not uh, I had a vanilla cherry Coke last night that isn't really all that good for me and isn't good for my body. That's not going to defile me. Yeah, maybe it's not the best health-wise, but that's not what defiles me. He said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. That's quite the list that Jesus uh, gives here to to his disciples. And it really changes the ballgame. It it really actually the whole alignment of the focus of the religious culture and how you presented yourself to God and how you would um, you would you would make yourself clean and come away thinking that you've made yourself clean. Jesus just changed the whole rules of the game. Everything was changed here. He says it's not about that. Now it's interesting because you would think that the people the religious leaders would have known that, in that it's clear in the Old Testament what the first commandment and what the second commandment is for God's people. And the first one was that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And Jesus said, and the second is this, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's clearly all throughout the Old Testament. That's the that's the the basis, the foundation that underguards all of God's heart for his people and for how they respond and how they reach out to others. It's you love God first with everything you have and then in turn, you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, and in light of where we're at right now in this world, that is clearly what we need to hear is that it begins with our love for God Everything that we have, and it starts with our heart, because Jesus says here. He says, "It's out of the heart. It's out of the overflow of the heart that come all these things." And He doesn't just say it's not just actions; it is actions. A lot of these things are things that we do, and therefore they're actions. And He says those begin in the heart, the seed that's planted that that gives fr- birth and 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 comes out as that bad fruit. It come. It starts in the heart, but He also says that. It, and he starts with this that out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts. So he's not just even talking about our actions. It actually is what we think about. It's actually about about what we dwell on, which is why in the New Testament, Paul says that we take every thought captive to Christ. We put everything in our minds under him. We, we, we surrender them to him. We, we align ourselves. We're not to be conformed to this world, but be, we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, because it starts with what we think about. It starts in our minds. And out of those things that we think about, which they're not just in the mind either. This is where the mind is connected to the heart. That 18 inches from the heart to the mind, that those, there is intricate connections there. And what we think about, what we dwell on, and how it actually changes our heart. In either for, for the good and in how we pursue God and loving him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and all of our strength, or it goes into sexual immorality, theft, or um, you know, taking things from others, murder. And and Jesus had a lot to say about that. He says, even, you know, um, he, said, he said earlier in, in Matthew where it's not just about the act of murder, it's again, it's about what's in our minds what we think about adultery covening all these things and and the list that jesus gives there when you begin to break those things down and how those are the root issues of so many other things that, of, that we do and think about pride envy slander and even those all just those three things what they manifest in our lives and in the, li- in the lives of, of self-professing Christians and how we, how we manifest sin in our lives. And Jesus says, it's these things that ultimately defile a person. And so what Jesus is getting at is, listen, hand-washing, it's good. And in these days, yeah, let's wash our hands. It's good. We need to be doing this for sanitization. But in these days, how's your heart? How's your heart doing? How are you doing with responding to things? How are you doing with what you think about? What are you dwelling on? What are you thinking about? We we want to focus on, yes, it's important of how we're walking through this virus and how we're responding to things, but way, way bigger than that. How's your heart doing? What are you thinking about? What's going on inside your heart? And that takes time and again, I want to just back it up, I guess, to the beginning is that I'm talking about this in relation to pursuing God involves repentance. God wants to know how our hearts are doing because he longs that we turn to him, that we confess, that we repent, and that we receive the healing and the cleansing that we desperately need. But that takes time. This doesn't happen automatically. And it's not just a... Uh, you know, you write down a prayer and you say that same thing every day and then I'm good. I'm covering myself. That, that's just, that's ritual. That's going through the motions. What Jesus is getting at here is what's inside of you. What's going on? Are you aware of what's going on inside of you so that you can be aware of it? You can look at it and you can give it to him and receive the healing and the cleansing that you need and that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of intentionality and it takes time. It doesn't just happen. It, it comes from slowing down. It comes from getting rid of distractions. It comes from shutting off screens. It comes from shutting off the TV. It comes from closing the laptop. It comes from taking music out of your ears. It comes from the myriad of things. It, it, it's putting that book down. It's getting alone. It's sitting quietly reflecting on what's going inside of, on inside of me. How am I feeling? How did I respond in that situation? Allowing the Lord to remind you how you're responding. Allowing the Lord to assess how you're doing. And, and then as he does that, we, we see what's going on inside of us and we give it to him and without judgment and without condemnation he's not condemning us but it's it's a it's giving it to the lord and saying jesus i really need your help in these days this isn't this is the stuff that's going on inside of me i'm struggling with this this is a real challenge And I need you to deal with this and I need you to forgive me and I need you to cleanse me from this and I need you to help turn and walk the other way, which is what repentance is. Repentance is the act of turning around, walking the other way and walking differently. And, and this, and this is so, so valuable in these days for us to hear because We need to spend time with Jesus, hearing what's going on inside of us. How we're reacting to the unsettledness and to the constant changes that are going around us that have left us experiencing life where there's so many things that are unsure and the things that we're always used to being a certain way are not necessarily that way anymore. And so what is Jesus wanting to say to us out of that? And what is he wanting to reveal of how we're responding to that? in our hearts. And so we could go on, you could delve into this a whole lot more. And, uh, this is just obviously a very, uh, short, um, examination of this for this podcast. So, uh, I want to bless you, um, as we go, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna pray here for, um, just to end this and, uh, and just want to pray that God would be with us as we, as we do this work of self-examination and bearing our hearts before him. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for the truth of your word. And I want to thank you that at at the center, at, at the core of pursuing your presence, repentance in our lives is so, so valuable. And such a gift that you give us to get free of the stuff that would seek to bring us into shame, into guilt, into condemnation, and would seek to have us trapped in those things. And you invite us to actually assess and see what's going on in our hearts. Put that before you and receive the forgiveness that we need. And so, Jesus, we receive that today. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. And we want to, again, just invite, I want to invite the work of your presence in our midst. Lord, we need you so badly in these days. And we want to experience and receive more and more of your presence in our lives during the this time and and for all of the rest of eternity as well, Jesus, we love you and we thank you. Amen. I want to bless you today. Thanks for being with us. And if you're listening to this, uh, again, we want to also uh, just bless you and uh, encourage you to to share this, to to leave a comment, and um, we'd love to hear from you. Blessings. We'll see you again.